Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Bing! Take that to the bank. L-B. Those are the only letters that matter because the Saints are hemorrhaging linebackers. Kevin's going to get his horse to Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. This podcast is brought to you by the Pelican House. 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, they have 136 draft beers on tap. Uh, LSU was on a bye this week, but they played Bama in two weeks, and America wants LSU to defeat Alabama. So go there, get 136 different draft beers, watch LSU on a 12-foot TV. They have 50-inch TVs. They have two dozen of those to where you can watch any game you want. They have a great menu, the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Support them because they support us, the Pelican House. All right, Dave, you're the leader. You're our fearless leader. Uh, just, just roll the tape. He's fucking Nostradamus this week. My BFF will be Kenny Stills. He got his first uh, touchdown last week, and I think that's going to break the ice, and I think that's going to break the barrier. It's going to start flowing now, and we're going to see him in the end zone a lot more, so I'm going to go with Kenny Stills. <laughs> uh, so, Dave, are you very pleased with yourself that you managed to predict that Kenny Stills was going to turn into Devery Henderson 2.0? Jeffrey Henderson 2.0. Uh, well, you know, even even the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then. Uh, I'd like to say that uh, I saw it coming, but it was it was just an educated guess, really. I think uh, at some point one of these, you know, just like Drew had said a week or two ago, at some point one of these young guys is going to have some crazy game with two touchdowns and 150 yards, and Kenny Stills almost got exactly that. Uh, you know, I wouldn't go and pick him up on your fantasy team just yet because uh, after a two-touchdown, 130-yard performance, he's probably going to uh, uh, be a dud for the next couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, in you know week 13, he's going to have some have some crazy game again. You can never trust. Uh, you know, there's never really much consistency with Saints receivers and who's going to get the ball. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't think anybody should be surprised what we saw from Kenny Stills. Uh, on Sunday against uh, against the Bills. Um, Kevin, before we get into Drew Brees and how awesome he was against Drew Brees. <laughs> against the Bills, um, I'm gonna throw out a crazy question to you, and I like it because you give strange answers, and maybe you'll turn into a high, uh, helium, Kevin. Um, you almost said <laughs> hyena, Kevin. Both I did. Right. I almost said hyena, Kevin. I did. Is there any uh, difference? Exactly. There is none. I have to give my Drew Brees story too when we're done too. What's that? I said I have to tell my Drew Brees story from yesterday too. Oh, and, all right, uh, we'll get to that in just a. No, get to that right now. Tell me, tell us <laughs> Drew Brees story. Okay, well, 
yeah, you know, we, I went to the game yesterday and I came home and it was like 5.30, 5.45 in the evening. And so I took my son for a bike ride. I have a little seat in the back and we'll go around out of the park usually once we do it all the time. And Drew lives near us. So to get to the park, we go by Drew's house. And Drew had just actually gone home from the stadium, from the dome. And as we drove by, he was in his driveway. And, uh, and I'm on my bike. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm not stopping. I'm not talking. I'm, I'm just rolling by and I see him and I say, Drew, good game. I yelled it out and I keep going. And uh, he kind of looks up and, uh, and sees me. And his response was, right. That was it. That was his response. It wasn't thank you. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't who dad. It was right. Like, yeah. Kevin, do you want to translate what Drew Brees meant when he said right? <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a true story. How did he – wait, how exactly did he – did he uh, did he sound? How did it come out? He did it come out exactly the same way that you said yes, it? It was, it was a, yes, exactly. It was a very – it was an unenthusiastic, you know, just just uh, a, a formal acknowledgement that somebody had just yelled at him. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he gets it all the time. You know, he, he was, you know – just gotten home. I'm sure he was tired. I'm sure he is sick of people, fans yelling at him. Um, so, you know, after that, after, after hearing his response, I was like, Oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I should have done that. But, uh, I will, tra- I, I will translate the, I will translate the right for you. <laughs> Go ahead. It was, basically, it was basically Jesus Christ t-shirt guy. I don't need to be bothered yeah. right now. He doesn't know who I am. Yet. <laughs> he prefers the term T-shirt entrepreneur, Whoa. Kevin. Yeah. Oh, are we going to yeah. talk about Tulane too? Oh, Tulane is bowl yeah. eligible. It, yeah, it speaking is, of the sun, speaking of the sun shining on a dog's ass. It is Bossier City New Year's Eve, baby. Get out of here, Liberty Bowl. <laughs> um, Kevin, <laughs> uh, is the Saints after seven weeks? or eight weeks, whatever, can we say that the Saints' defense is more consistent and a better yes. unit than the offense? More consistent, yes. Uh, better unit? Like, no, I, I'm not going to say better unit because I'm interpreting better unit to mean, to mean when, they're, when they're at their absolute apex, when they're at their best, when all the cylinders are firing and all the other uh, analogies you want to throw out there. The defense can still hold the team to, you know, below 20 points, which they've done all but once. But the offense, the offense can still drop the can still drop the damn hammer. I almost I almost dropped a cuss word there. Uh, can almost uh, can drop the hammer on anybody, on any team, at any point when they are on their game. The offense is just as good as any other offense in, in, in the league. And whereas the Saints defense, I think, I don't know if I would compare them to any, like the top defenses in the league. Uh, so, winded way of saying all that. <laughs> any, either of you have a that response to that? No, I agree with Kevin, because I think you got to look at it this way while they're performing really well as a unit. And I think right now the defense I think as a unit, they're they're playing better together as a team currently. 
Um, you look at what they have on the offensive side of the ball. They have arguably the best quarterback of all time, arguably the best receiving tight end of all time, one of the best current receiving running backs in the game, and arguably one of the best guards in the league when healthy. So I, I think from a pure talent perspective, there's at least four players um, on, on that unit that I equate to as elite and I don't think anyone on the defensive side of the ball is elite. I think they're just playing well together. Um, and, and just for those wondering at home, statistically, the Saints offense is sixth best in the NFL. and they're- The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Defense is 12th best in the NFL. Yeah, but their defense went from the worst in history to 12. And has, yes, that's and true. Has, has, has only given up more than 20 points one week. Um, Andrew... Drew Brees, I feel like in the, in the post game show, a lot of times when me and Drew Kevin, we have the the MVP non Drew Brees division. But the more I thought about it yesterday, that performance where he gets sacked four times, he's running for his life a good bit of the time, was just incredible and might be one of the underrated performances of his career with the Saints. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I, when he's playing like that, the Saints are tough to beat. But, uh, you know, I think uh, I've, I've said this many times. I think we take for granted just how good that guy is. Um, you know, he, he spoiled us for so long for the last seven, seven years, eight years. Um, and it's really just his, his footwork in the pocket, um, just how how much he's able to avoid a pass rush just by making simple, simple motions and simple movements with his feet. Um, and, you know, the location of most of the balls that he throws, um, the accuracy, um, the athleticism, you know, he, he's not a Michael Vick. He's not going to run a 4-2-40. He's not going to throw a ball 80 yards in the air. You know, he's got some limitations, but um, you talk about a guy maximizing every ounce of his athletic ability, um, and that's Breeze. And that, that was a vintage game for Breeze. I mean, he took some hits. You know, he, he they played against a very significant pass rush. And it, it, if the, what was interesting about that game was the offense struggled. And every time it felt like they were stalling and you felt like, well, I don't know if the Saints can move the ball on this, on this defense. Um, right, right when you got close to feeling like you were in that moment, Breeze would come up with a huge throw, come up with a huge play to get the offense rolling again. And uh, he was doing that all night. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it fucking killed me in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I actually have him in fantasy, so that was nice. Uh, 
The, inter- the interesting thing was just when the game, when Buffalo goes ahead 10-7 and I'm thinking, oh, I think I called this game exactly right where it's going to be a nail-biter down to the end. He hits Kenny Stills for the touchdown. You're like, ah, no, 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 going to be going to be kind of a walk in the park. Uh, Dave, are going forward, how long do you think we're going to see this sort of Jimmy Graham strategy that the Saints employed yesterday where he plays about a third of the time, most of the time in the red zone, uh, and he's going to be like three or four catches for 20 to 30 yards. Do you think that's going to be going on for a, a good stretch of time going forward? Uh, I guess if he wasn't healthy. I guess if he wasn't healthy and they still wanted to incorporate him a little bit, you know, if he was only at 50, 60, 70 percent, something like that, as long as he's healthy, I think they're going to try and use him, uh, you know, just the way he's always been used. But, you know, I think they probably could have done. Yeah, I know he had two touchdowns. I think I still think the Saints could have beaten the Bills without Jimmy Graham and maybe given him a chance to rest a little bit. Um because, you know, he's going to be crucial and important to have uh, throughout the season. I'm looking at the playtime percentage. He played uh, only 18 only 18 plays, so he only played 26% of the offensive snaps. So that's definitely less than, than we're used to seeing him. Obviously, Josh Hill was out there making his first, second, and maybe, I want to say, third career catches. He had two. He also had a horrible drop. He had two. Yeah, he had the one. Well, it was a bit overthrown, but uh, I know the, what you're talking about, and it would have been a touchdown. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was clear. He, had, he was clear of the end zone. Uh, yeah, he maybe could have had it. He, he definitely could have laid out for it and definitely could have caught it. Um, but uh, so, uh, but I, I think I think Jimmy Graham definitely needs to get healthier. And I think until he gets healthier, yes, Ralph, I think you'll see him in just a limited capacity. And that limited capacity probably would be more in the red zone, yes. So, um, Kevin, um, now let's touch on some of the some of the bad. I mean, the defense was outstanding and all that. Um, the offensive line, I, I wrote my, my column today on Channel 4 – I think it's the one thing that's keeping the Saints from being the best team in the NFL. And Drew Brees is on pace to get sacked 60 times. Quarterbacks that get 60 times don't start 16 games. I don't have any statistics to back that up except to say Roethlisberger, ben, Jay Cutler. Um, they've never had this problem before under the Saints. How confident are you that they can get this fixed? Uh, like fifty percent confident. It's not very good. I mean, I mean, they've played seven games, and we've kind of—I mean, that's kind of been just the general theme. Is man, the offensive line is not that, not nowhere near as good in years past. And and if Drew Brees wasn't so good, you know, we'd be having a quarterback getting carted off the field or. We'd be having a quarterback making uh, terrible throws, terrible reads all the time, just getting pressured into making bad plays. And yeah, I mean, it, I mean, shit. It's it's gotten to the point where we've kind of set, where we've kind of even talked about 
excusing some of uh, some of Mark Ingram's season on account of the offensive line. So, I mean, this is nothing. It, this is this is nothing new. And I, I I don't you know watching the t you know I was watching the news today and and they they ran sound with Zach Streif saying you know this isn't any this is like he even said this isn't anything we that's breaking to us. This is nothing new to us. We know what we have to do. We just have to figure out a way to do it. And I don't see them turning the ship completely around and looking like they have in years past. So, well, well, that's a good, it's a good segue, Andrew. You're, you're the film guy, uh, among also an expectant father. Hopefully it'll go well for you this week. We're all, Possibly in the next five minutes. Possibly. It could happen <laughs> at any second. That's right. But, Andrew, what can they do to stop Drew Brees from getting sacked 60 times as far as scheme or plan? And in your opinion, since you break down the film every week, what's a realistic what's a realistic goal? Obviously, it's not probably like Kevin said to have Drew Brees get sacked. Well, I think in 2011 or 2009, he got sacked like less than 15 times a whole year. What's a realistic goal for them to have as far as protecting Brees going forward? And how do you yeah. think they'll do it scheme-wise? Well, they, they try to do it scheme-wise against the Bills. Um, if you noticed, Pierre Thomas had a much higher volume of snaps, percentage of snaps, and Sproles played a lot less. Um, and a big reason for that was his his pass protection. Um, you know, on passing plays, he was he stayed back there. And he Pierre Thomas is a terrific blocking back, one of the best in the league, in my opinion, in pass protection. Um, so that's why that's a big part of the reason why he was in so much uh, was to help with the tremendous pass rush the Bills have. Um, you know, Jimmy Graham being compromised actually helped protection a little bit too. Ben Ben Watson and, and Josh Hill both. Um, played a lot more snaps than usual, and they're both better blocking tight ends than Graham. And, um, you know, obviously they're not going to get split out wide or kind of do some of the things that Jimmy Graham does. Um, so th- that kind of allowed the protection scheme by, by the Saints to, I want to say, pack more guys in to protect Breeze. And, well, the result was he still got sacked four times. He still got hit six times. Um, but I, I think – I think it's going to be tough, and the reason I say that is because you have to consider the opponents you're facing. It's um, brutal. Unfortunately for the Saints, the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Panthers twice. I mean, that's four games right there. The Jets on front seven is pretty damn good too. The Jets front home. seven is pretty good too. So, you know, we just listed five games. You know, of their next nine. Um, where they're going to face elite defenses with very scary pass rushes, and so um, unfortunately. Um, you know, I think it's just one of those things where um, it, it's going to be tough sledding for this line for the rest of the year. And I think part of it is due to, to what they're working with and part of it's going to be due to the quality of the opponents. Um, and so um, you just have to hope Bria stays healthy because, I, well, I, I don't think they're incompetent and I, I think they can make plays. But um, I, th- I think at this point, I mean, seven games of the season, we've got a good feel for the identity of this team. I mean, they play good defense. They keep points off the board. They they rush the passer well. They create turnovers. And so those are all good things you're getting from your defense. And offensively, we know how explosive they are in the passing game. And when Drew Brees is hot, he's almost unstoppable. Sproles is fantastic. Graham, obviously, brings a new dimension to the team. And um, But, yeah, I, I think – and, look, I, I think the main thing is we saw more wide receiver 
involvement this past week. And that's going to continue to be important because if the Saints pack it in in protection with the running backs, with the tight ends, um, that's who Breeze has been throwing the ball to. And so um, if they're going to pack it in with those guys to try to get him hit less, um, then it's going to be on the receivers to start making the plays. And so we saw, you know, Kenny Stills make some huge plays in that game. Um, we saw Meacham kind of have a mediocre game, but he did have that one catch. We saw Lance Moore get involved and make some plays. And uh, those are the guys that are going to have to step up if the line, um, if the scheme, the protection starts to go that way. Yeah, well, now, now two things. First of all, just to back up what Andrew said, Pierre Thomas uh, played 64% of the offensive snaps. He took 45. Darren Sproles only took 16 snaps. He was only in for 23% of the time. Uh, so Andrew put the nail on the head right there. But uh, just you know, to sort of go off on a tangent, I'd say you know I've noticed that there are some Saints fans who uh, who say, yeah, you know, whatever. We beat the Bills. Everything's fine. Uh, no big deal. And uh, I think they're 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 complaining about other Saints fans who are quote unquote whining. Um, because they're pointing out some of the bad aspects of the game, you know, the penalties, uh, Garrett Hartley, offensive line, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, yes, the Saints beat the Bills. It was 35, you know, the final score, you know, they they blew out the spread. Uh, You know, they got the win. They moved to six and one. That's all good and well, but. I don't think Saint, I don't think there are people, I don't think Saints fans are whining, but I, I think that there's a legitimate concern that, like Andrew said, the Saints are going to have to play some really good teams: the Seahawks, the Niners, the Panthers twice, uh, and just because they wound up getting away with a win against the Bills, if they make those if they make the same mistakes that they made yesterday uh, against the Bills, they're not going to win. Those games in Seattle against Seattle, they're not going to win those games against a much more, a much better, much more all-around uh, team like the Niners. And I think that's the point. I think I think that's why there's there's some Saints fans that are had a, that have taken this win against the Bills uh, with a little grain of salt, I guess I would say, because yeah, they won. Yeah, they went to six and one. Yeah, they beat the Bills. Yeah, it was thirty-five to seventeen. But at the same time. Uh, it's only week eight, and they have got to get better. And I definitely think Peyton, uh, that was Peyton's feeling. I think that's exactly yeah. what you got during the and – and I think that's why Drew maybe wasn't so happy with his five-touchdown performance when he, uh, you know, wasn't that enthusiastic about saying hello to me <laughs> in his driveway. I mean, I just think that these guys realize that uh, they're still not where they need to be, and, and that's fine. And well- and I don't. I think Saints. I think fans want to see the best Saints team that they can see, and they know that they're not getting 100. percent So. Well, I just think. I mean, I you know people Wang, Chris, and me, Saint Ralph of Doom, and uh, people were, were were emailing me today saying I brought the I brought the Doom. Uh, but the thing is, I mean, if you're gonna bitch about Hartley, Hartley had a bad game. All right, he's made a lot of big kicks for the Saints. He's bounced back when he's had bad games. I mean, he missed, he had a horrible miss against Tampa. He did fine in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. He had a bad miss against Atlanta the next year. He bounced back. Um, he missed in the Tampa game and bounced back and made the kick to win the game. So, I mean, if, if you're going to, that I think is nitpicking and a little bit crazy by the fans. But the thing is to me, uh, 
Kevin, is the offensive line just really worries me. It's almost – if you could tell me one problem that I don't want the Saints to have, it would be protecting Drew Brees. It would, I would almost rather them have any other problem not injury-related than to see Drew Brees getting sacked four times a week. Agreed. I can't offer – I mean, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. I can't add – anything to it that's you know and it's not complete well pitching and complaining i just no it's it, well no i mean it's pointing out it's pointing out things that need to be pointed out and again sean payton was saying it i mean that's all anybody that's all the, the that the that the the talking heads were saying yesterday and today how sean payton said you know yeah i'm glad we got the win but there are obviously things that we messed up and need to work on and drew breezy said said some of the same stuff i mean you want a coach who who's going to be like that. I mean, you know, if this was Jim Hazlitt, if this was Jim Hazlitt, it would be, well, you know, yeah, yeah, we didn't do this and this. Hey, we won. We Shut do, up. But but we did do this and this right. And hey, you know, if if they wouldn't have, you know, if not for that, uh, if if not for that big run that they had, or if not for <laughs> that big catch, we would have nearly, we would have almost won that game. I mean, that's that's Jim Hazlitt. That's that's all the Jim Haslett are right there. You want a coach that if they if they if they have big screw ups in a game that the coach will talk about it or will mention it or is unafraid to talk about it. It's it's uh, very much like Belichick in a way. Yeah. I mean, Belichick, oh, Belichick. Belichick is an absolute like like Belichick is the is the disappointed father who it's like you bring home a, a B plus and it's like, why wasn't this an A? You bring home an A minus, well, why wasn't this an A plus? I mean, you want a little bit of that. Damn it, Dad, you're never proud of me. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you love me, Dad? You know, like, that. I mean, that's Nothing is ever good enough. <laughs> pretty, um, pretty much. You know, by the way, I think we, I think, I think a lot of people have forgotten this. This doesn't seem to get mentioned either, but keep in mind that uh, the Saints and Peyton were playing against his former offensive coordinator in Doug Marone. I mean, this guy knows what Peyton is capable of more so than probably a lot of other coaches in the league. So, uh, you know, let's keep that in mind. I think that this matchup coaching wise was maybe possibly a little bit tougher than than a normal one. No, I I, I think that's absolutely that's a good, that's a really great point, Dave. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to say something that probably is going to get me fined by Roger Goodell, uh, (laughs) but I'm going to say it anyway. Not that I want the Saints to injure any quarterback because, look, we don't want Breeze to get injured, and I was glad that Thad Lewis got up. Uh, But that being said, the Saints (laughs) blasting him after running a read option – I think it's fantastic that Seattle and San Francisco are going to see that on tape, and they might think twice about running it when they play the Saints. Oh, man, it was awesome to see. And, um, you know, we, we, we joke about Junior Gullett's tweeting and his hashtag body bag. Um, but that, that's, that, <laughs> that's, body pretty, bag, that's pretty much what they were doing to Thad Lewis. The whole game was putting him in a body bag. I mean, the poor guy just took hit after hit. Uh, but look, that's what we didn't see from the Saints defense all of last year, and they're starting to play with that that bounty. Oh, did we lose Andrew? Oh, did we lose Andrew? No, he's still there. Go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> Barely. 
Uh, okay. Go Hold ahead. on. Oh, man. Donate, people. Donate. <laughs> exactly. Andrew. Yo. Yo, there you are. Yeah. Keep going. You're fine. Um, so I was saying that um, finally this defense is starting to play with an edge. And look, this is the type of offense they're going to start to see. Um, and unfortunately for them, the Bills really stopped running those those formations and those types of plays after Lewis took that first hit. I mean, they kind of went more to a, a conventional offense, which is too bad because I was hoping to see more of that because you know they're going to get a heavy dose of, of it against the Niners, against the Seahawks, against the Panthers. Um, but that, that's what they're going to have to do. The same exact thing is punish the quarterback. If he's going to make those runs like you know Kaepernick does um, and he's in the open field and Hawthorne needs to put that lick on him, that remember me hit, um, that's going to affect the way he plays the rest of the game. Yeah, I, I will say one thing on Buffalo. You got your third-string quarterback in. What the hell are you doing running the read option? You know, I mean. Catching the the Saints by surprise, I think, was their hope. Yeah, but when you're on your third quarterback, Dave, you can't – I wouldn't put him – I wouldn't when want to – When you're on your third this. quarterback, you're like, eh, screw it. We've got Matt Flynn. <laughs> we got Matt Flynn. Oh. Don't forget Jeff Tool. Tool. <laughs> Um, oh my god this rams quarterback but, is horrendous by the way uh you, Ralph, I, go ahead I have Dave. a crap load of questions on twitter okay if we, if we need we'll any. get we'll get to those do you think do you think ryan griffin andrew was like man I, maybe i should have gone to st louis i could i could be starting next week no i think ryan griffin knows that <laughs> he he starts for a team like that that's in shambles he gets beaten up he looks like trash and it and it kills his career I think he looks at guys like Aaron Rodgers and guys like, um, you know, Steve Young. I mean, that, that learned from the best, you know, that, that sat behind um, some of the best quarterbacks and were backups for numerous years and then finally get their chance. And I don't know if he'll get his chance with the Saints or someone else, um, but uh, the Saints are a really, really good place for him to be right now. And I think having him start and throwing him in a fire somewhere um, could possibly ruin his career. So I think right now – he, he doesn't need to be playing. He needs to be learning, and he's smart. Like, I think he realizes that. So I think he was smart Who to stay Who the hell is going to teach him how to play quarterback in St. Louis? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh, Kevin, I read today that Rob Ryan was saying that the last time Rex beat him when they went head-to-head, <laughs> Rex Ryan left, left like four obscene messages on his cell phone, <laughs> <laughs> which is just the most Ryan thing ever. Yes. Um, that sounds great. It does. So how much fun do you think the Ryan Bowl is going to be this week? <laughs> I seriously hope that they have a camera on both of them during the uh, during the post game, regardless of what happens. Like, I want to see. Wow. The Rams totally, totally bit on a on a good Lord. Yeah, it was terrible. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a fast fucking guy. <laughs> So I apologize to that F bomb, Kevin. I apologize to that F bomb, listeners of uh, Can- at uh, Canal Street Chronicles. You know, little, I, I, little I, known I, fact: I booked the band. I booked uh, Russell Wilson's wedding band. Very nice. <laughs> another another brush with greatness that our uh, that our podcast uh, has had here. Yeah. Dave gets to Dave gets to ride his bicycle by Drew's house. Tell him hello. You get to book <laughs> Russell Wilson's uh, wedding band. <laughs> Ralph uh, peed so next lame. to Ralph peed next to uh, Ponch from Chips once. Yeah. <laughs> Career highlight. Career highlight. Is that true? 
Uh, no. 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 <laughs> but I did. But I did have my picture taken with Edwin Edwards and uh, uh, Tranny on Mardi Gras Day. <laughs> I have them. My brother's got the picture. It's me, Edwin Edwards, and a tranny with plastic boobs. Wait, were these two separate pictures, or no, were they side p- by side? It's one picture, side by side. It's oh, nice. Yeah, side by side. <laughs> um, Dave, before we get to uh, Twitter questions yes. on email, um, David David Hawthorne is like yeah, he's is, awesome. He's reborn. <laughs> So, do we do we pile on Spagnola, which no, Lord knows I love to do, or do we blame it on bad health from last year? Oh, both. Can we do both, please? Yeah, yeah column, let's do, a little column let's A, a little column B. Yeah, let me channel my inner Kevin here and say a little from column A and a little from column B. Uh, yeah, no, totally. I think definitely part of it is Spagnolo. He just sucked all around. I think everybody... I think I think it just infected everybody, and uh, last season was probably the worst season for every player on that defense. And uh, Hawthorne definitely, I mean, he he what he missed the first season completely uh, when he was with the team. He's uh, I think he's finally healthy. I mean, he was definitely supposed to, to to bring a lot to this defense when they signed him, and it just I think it just has taken a while for that to manifest itself. And uh, are we? Are, Andrew, are we going to see Jonathan Vilma play in a game this year, you think? Uh, I think there's still a place for him if he's healthy. I mean, I don't know how he's been doing after the practices with the swelling and everything. I mean, ultimately, it's going to depend on his knee. Like, is is it even in shape for him to be running and can he even get through the practices? But assuming that he can, I mean, this defense is still playing Keonta Dawson, I mean, he had some snaps. Um, Ramon Humber. I mean, they're, they're getting some. Yeah, they're they're getting some guys in there that are playing. So. Which um, one? I think Vilma could still stand a chance to see some snaps. Now, if you're asking me, should he be seeing regular snaps over Galette, uh, Lofton, Hawthorne? No way. I mean, those guys are playing at a really high level right now, and there's no way they could get that kind of performance from Vilma. Yeah. What about Harrelson? He's hasn't done. It. I mean. You know, he's made a couple of plays, I guess, maybe gotten a sack or two, but, I mean, he only played 18 snaps. Uh, he's only really playing when they're in a 3-4 base, and, I mean, he's been doing fine when he's in a 3-4 base, but the problem is they're playing nickel so much. He's, I mean, he's just not going to be in on obvious, obvious That was a horrible situation. trade. They gave up a possible future Marcus Colston for him, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> well, the chances of that happening are highly unlikely. Um. I just right. can't believe uh, they would give up Marcus Colston for. I know for it's Carlson. just it's outrageous. Um, Dave, yeah. we have a ton of Twitter questions because people got excited when we talked about the Muppets Light for ten minutes us. last week. So people got excited. Why did you get emails? Uh, I mean, can, can no, Carol, they, but they ask questions. Wear so. a shirt that's like ten percent more baggy. I mean, does it have to be so tight? <laughs> so Dave, fire some questions at us. All right. Um, I'll give you a cup of a couple of the the Just silly ones. Just a taste. The, the silly ones. Well, Scooks has another uh, silly question. He wants us to rank these bite-sized trick-or-treat offerings: Butterfinger, Nestle Crunch, Baby Ruth, Reese's Cups, 
and Whoppers. Me personally, Butterfingers at the top for sure. Um, then I would probably actually say Whoppers, and then maybe Reese's Cup, then Baby Ruth, then Nestle Crunch. I think. Wow, uh, you boy, uh, how? Yeah, they. How could it, how could the foodie how could the foodie in this group possibly put Whoppers that high? Oh, I love yeah, them. That's I a like good to, question. I like, I like to suck on them and let them melt in my mouth. Uh, Ralph, I believe you have a new sound bite for the open. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I do. Um, I'm a I'm a Baby Ruth Reese's peanut butter cup guy, so that'd be my rankings. And I won't use it. Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the peanut butter cup is number one for me. Yep, same here. By far. Where's yeah, but- I, yeah. I go. I go the peanut butter cup, then I go Nestle Crunch. And, uh, yeah, Whoppers are at the bottom of the list for me. Wait, are uh, they think, are these if you would have said Rolos, that would have been my number one. I could eat Rolo. my weight in Rolos. But wait, are these things vegan? If not, if not, I can't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Um, if Rob Ryan was the heroine in a classic slasher movie, which movie would it be? Mm. Was the heroine Texas Chainsaw Massacre with better hair? <laughs> I'm not a slasher guy. It'd so be I'm... a really, really weird version of Carrie. Yeah, I mean, do we count that? Would we count that? I don't know. It could of... be Jamie Lee Curtis in um, in Halloween, isn't she a dude? <laughs> Jason, please. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> All right, here's, wait, here we go. Uh, this one, I don't, I don't even know this music, so I, I can't even comment on it. But um, which would be more appropriate highlight real music for Kenny Stills? The Rent soundtrack or the Jersey Boys soundtrack? Oh, got to be Rent. Gotta yeah, it's got to be Rent. Because yeah, be Jersey Boys is just like reimaginings of things. I mean, it's Frank. I'm, I'm going with Jersey Boys. That's 1950s, 60s, 70s music. That's not really... I mean, it's got to be rent. Okay. Um, another touchdown dance music ever. If they another another quick quick silly one. This one is from Hans. Uh, oh, and our other questions were from uh, Pusha Tchaikovsky oh. at Amir ninety two, and uh, and Black and Gold Review at B and G Review. And Skooks, of course. Uh, okay, so Hans wants to know what various Saints players dress up like for Halloween. Andrew, I think I think Rob Ryan should dress up as Rex Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I think they've done that actually for doing like dueling press conferences. Um, like like uh, Rex wore like long hair and a pillow and the headset, and then Rob wore like a championship belt to signify the lap band. I think I think Sean Payton should dress up as Jeff Duncan. <laughs> Kevin. Now, it, is it, it this is just who we think Rob Ryan should dress up as, right? No, it's actually it says very. It's actually it says Saints players. It doesn't even say coaches. It specifically says players. Players. But I think I think Kenny Stills should dress up as Rihanna. Yeah, I, you know, I was going to say something. I, I, it has to be something Kenny Stills related. I think Kenny Stills should dress up as Lady Gaga. <laughs> he should. Nice. And, 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 and 
walk into the room with uh, Born This Way playing. That would be good. Um, uh, I, I, think, Mark Ingram, I think Mark Ingram should dress up as a toe. <laughs> Drew Brees will dress up as a sponsored costume. <laughs> yeah, whoever pays him the most. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 J- Jimmy. He will. J- Drew Brees will go as a uh, as a NASCAR. Uh, so Dave, you have a couple more. Oh yeah, oh we got tons. Yeah, now so now we have some legitimate questions okay. here. Um, this one's from Fer- Federico Ferrari. Uh, he wants to know who is the guy playing with the Marcus Colston jersey on Sundays. That's actually Dave Cariello. <laughs> he won. He won a season ticket holder contest. Um, uh, <laughs> he's gonna be at. He's gonna be at two more home games. So uh, adjust your fantasy lineup accordingly. Seriously, why does Marcus Colston suck now? I don't know. He's he's not. He's not right. No. I, I've been saying it all year, even after the Tampa game when he when he looked really good and made the clutch catch. He just he looks slow, even by Marcus Colston standards, which he was never like. You never were like, oh, he's a burner, but he just he doesn't he doesn't look right to me. And uh, I did stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night, so I'm a doctor. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Uh, okay. What? Sweet Breeze at Saints Truth uh, wants to know, is there a chance that we get the first seed knowing the Seahawks schedule and our schedule? Kevin? I just think it ultimately will, will come down to the that Seahawks-Saints game. I mean, I don't I, I don't know what the Se- the rest of the Seahawks schedule is. That's bad because... So you're saying there's a chance. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll say there's a chance, sure. They have, they still have to play uh, Tampa, Atlanta, Minnesota, the Saints. That's their next five or so. Um, so they they got, I mean that's that's pretty that's pretty easy. They have to go to San Francisco. They have to go to the Giants, Arizona, and St. Louis. That is that is easy. That's thirteen and three minimum yeah i mean they're gonna have to they won't be favored the rest of the the only game they won't be favored in is gonna be at san francisco and the saints game they'll probably be be favored by like four or five but i mean they're gonna be a double digit favorite the giants are gonna be a double digit favor against arizona they're gonna be a double digit favor against the rams they're gonna be a they'll probably be a touchdown against Minnesota and they're seven. They're favored by seventeen against the Bucks, and I'd be probably be favored by ten at least against Minnesota. God, I mean that. Okay, I tell you what, I am gonna rescind everything I just said and just say, uh, unless Seattle just has a couple, unless unless some teams play the play the games of their lives, and Seattle bring uh, forced gumps their way through uh through a couple of future Sundays that it that I'm con- I'm comfortable saying Seattle's getting the one seed and the Saints are getting the two seed. Andrew? Yeah, I mean that schedule's pretty manageable. I mean you you wait and see how it plays out. I mean, you know, one injury um can change everything for any team really. So um but yeah, I mean I I'm watching them right now. Um I mean I'll tell you this, the Rams are playing them tough right now and it's in St. Louis and you know the Rams obviously have Kellen Clemens at quarterback, who's thrown two horrific interceptions. Um, so, 
you know, the game, the Rams are kind of giving this game away, but the, the Seahawks, I mean, they play great defense, but they're not that intimidating offensively. No, I mean, they're missing their tackles too. Yeah. I mean, Marshawn Lynch hasn't really gotten going in this game and obviously they go by the run game, but you know, I, I think Russell Wilson is a promising quarterback, but they still, they, they, they're still careful in the plays they call with him. I don't really feel like he's that scary of a quarterback yet. I do think he's a little overrated, but um, I mean, yeah, with that easy of a schedule, it's going to be tough, man. And the thing about it is the Saints don't want to go to Seattle in January. So, I mean, if if we honestly want to shot the Super Bowl, that, that first seed is a must. It's a must for a team like the Saints because um, they're just so good at home. Yeah, and the thing, the thing is, and Dave, you can chime in, uh, the thing that worries me is I just – the Saints, they're with their offensive line issues. Offensive line, you can kind of, you can kind of get away with it at home, but on the road is where it really starts to show his ugly head. But Dave, your thoughts on the Saints getting the number one seed? I think I agree with. I mean, I, I think Seattle's probably going to have it, and I think the Saints are are going to get the second. And I think really what we want to hope for is maybe Seattle getting knocked out of the playoffs before we would ever have to go up there. Amen. Yeah. I mean, well, they're not, they're not Atlanta. That's the problem. Um, (laughs) So Dave, one more, one more question. And then we got to debut a brand new segment on the podcast. Oh man, that's exciting stuff. Okay. One more from row at row underscore V 1970. Uh, Hey, is the running game going to get any better? Nope. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I thought the I thought the running game was pretty good. Um, yeah, was, well, at least Pierre Thomas was was pretty effective um, on first and ten. In fact, I, what kind of disappointed me was a lot of times the Saints, especially early in the game, would get like six, seven, eight yard runs from Thomas, and then on second and two, second and three, they would throw the ball and get sacked. Um, so that that was frustrating because I felt like, man, if 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 the running game got you into a second and four, why don't you try running it again? Um, so I would have liked to have seen a, a little bit more of a commitment to the run early from the Saints. And, you know, they ran the ball okay against the Patriots, too. So I, I think I think that's gotten a little better. It's not as big of a disaster as it was um, the first few weeks. So I, I do think it'll get better. I, I still think the big question, Harry Robinson didn't really have a very good game. Um, so what, what happens moving forward between him and Mark Ingram? I, I think sooner or later, Ingram's going to get healthy and he's going to get another shot. And, and, you know, if, he, if he's feeling better, if he's healthy, um, that'll be his chance. And I know he'll be motivated. So I, I'm still holding out hope that Ingram can come back and uh, maybe get this running game going a little bit. Uh, you know, all you if you want the Saints running game to be better, all it's simple. All you have to do is just lower your expectations. <laughs> true. And, 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 true. And, I'm going to give I, mean, I'm gonna I give... did that. I did that last year or two years ago. And uh, I am at peace. I am at peace with the Saints running game. As long as they, as long as they win, if they want to get it done by not running the ball like some other teams, you know what? That's fine. I'm not going to yeah. argue with it. Dave, I'm, I'm actually in your camp, done, and I would done be trying to figure it out. I'm done getting frustrated over it. It is what it is. They're six and one. Just go with it. Yeah, I I'm in your Dave, I would I'm in your camp completely about the running game. And really the only thing that concerns me with the Saints is the hits on Breeze. If if they didn't have that, I'd be I'd be fine with the running game. But I'm gonna give a quick fantasy tip for people that are in fantasy leagues but they may be away from New Orleans and not fantasy. in 
you know, and not in leagues with crazy Saints fans like us. Uh, if you're kind of running back desperate, I would try to make a deal if you can for Pierre Thomas because I think that he's going to be the guy. He's going to be the feature guy going forward because of what Andrew said because of pass protection. And I think he could be like a low end number two running back or a really good flex going forward from here. Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing with the Saints running backs is for, with PPR, you know, Sproles and Pierre Thomas are both way more valuable than yeah. a league that's not PPR. All right, we got to debut the new segment. Uh, we like to call it uh, Are You Smarter Than a Three-Year-Old? Uh, roll the tape. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. And Colin? It's a magic How old are you? All right. All right, Colin. So the first game is the Saints at the Jets. Who's going to win that game? Saints. Okay, the Saints. All right, game number two. Titans at Rams. Which team wins? Titans. Okay. The next game I have is Falcons at Panthers. Panthers. Okay, and the last game of the week that you need to pick is Bears at Packers. All right. Thanks very much. So, uh, Kevin, you just heard the the music and uh, Andrew's lovely young son, Cullen. He made his picks. So now this week you are going up against the three-year-old. So we'll start with the other games. Uh, Do you take the Bears or do you take the Packers? Are we doing point spreads or are we just taking a straight winner? Straight up. We're doing, no, we're, we'll, just, we'll just assume Colin is a de- degenerate gambler, and you gotta play. You gotta, you gotta do point spread. So, so, oh, okay. so, so he took, he took the Packers, I believe. No, you took the Bears. He took the Bears. Um, yeah, sorry, I wasn't listening. Uh, so he took the Bears. So Kevin, uh, are you gonna take the? Um, the the let's see the Packers are favored by the Packers are favored by eleven at home oh. against the Bears. Are you going to at home the number? I will take the Packers at home. Who are the Bears going to start at quarterback in that game? McCown. Oh. Lord. Maybe the Saints backup or his brother. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's see. Uh, we have the Falcons and the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers are favored by seven and a half. Kevin. And I tell you what, I will take, I will take the Falcons getting seven and a half. Ooh, that's a head-to-head matchup there. He's going, to, he's going, to, he's going against Cullen twice, at, right, right, Andrew? That's right. So now we have this probably the game of the week, um, besides Cullen's the Saints and this. the Jets. It's the Titans at the Rams. The Titans are favored by four. <sighs> I will take the Titans. All right, so you're going to lay the four. So we'll check in on Kevin versus the three-year-old. We'll give you Well, wait. Game. No, there's a Saints game, too. Well, there, we're the Saints game, but we're all going to pick that. So I guess, okay, Kevin, okay. Kevin, go ahead and pick the Saints game uh, to start and give your BFF. The Saints are favored by five and a half at the Jets. Favored by five and a half at the Jets. You know what? I'm going to take the Jets. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the Jets with the points. With the points. Obviously. And and with my uh, final score, I am going to say 
I'm going to say 22. Yeah, I'm going to say 21-17 Saints. My wife just asked if you got dump trucked in the ring when she heard your pick. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I have a I have a bone bruise on my left elbow. It's still giving me trouble. Yeah. Hey, so how um, about those dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to say 21-17 Saints. I'll, I'll take the Jets and the points. And as for uh, BFF, God. Uh, you know what I'm going to throw? I'm going to throw this one out there. I'm going to say Ben Watson. Ooh. Whoa. You know, Kevin Kevin has high potential for embarrassment here because I think he had every single pick different than Colin. He does. He does, and that's what we want. But there's always a high potential for embarrassment, whether I'm involved whether I'm in a contest with a three year old or not. But you know what's gonna be great, Andrew, in like four weeks when Colin is like thirteen and three against the spread, he can start his own one nine hundred number. <laughs> So Andrew, All proceeds go, ahead. go to me, baby. That's right. <laughs> and you'll need it with another one on the way. So, Andrew, what's your prediction for the Saints and the Jets? Um, well, the Jets are fresh off uh, skull-dragging against the uh, the Bengals where they uh, got utterly embarrassed. And um, I think they're going to play a little bit better than that. I, I, we haven't – it hasn't been talked about much, but for all the Ryan Bull talk, I, I think – Chris Ivory is going to be really motivated to play against the Saints and play well and kind of run it down their throats. And uh, yeah. if there's one thing this defense hasn't been great at, it's it's stopping the run all, all the time. I feel like in every game they've been effective at times, and then at other times they've gotten gashed for for big gains. So uh, maybe maybe Ivory will come out and play well against this old team. But uh, I think the Saints win this one pretty comfortably. I don't. I just don't think the Jets with the rookie quarterback. I mean, they have a decent defense, but I just don't think that they, they're a match for the Saints. So um, I'm going to say Saints 38, Jets 17, fairly comfortable win for the Saints. I think they're going to have a more complete game than they did against the Bills. Um, and my BFF in this one, mm, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball again because I picked that last week. I picked Hawthorne. I just got the wrong linebacker. I'm going to go with Mr. Hashtag Body Bag. I'm going to say he gets multiple sacks um, and comes up with a huge play, maybe a defensive touchdown, something like that. So I'm going with Junior Goulet. I'm going to go, since Dave was so correct last week, Dave gets the final word. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Saints 20, Jets 17. And I'm going to throw out this fun stat that Joe Vitt threw out last year. Uh, And even though the Jets, they didn't give up 50, but they did give up 49. When a team gives up 50 points, when they play at home the next week, since 2005, those teams are 6-1. and So I don't think the Jets are going to win, but they're going to play a lot. They're they're uh, a lot better when they play at home. So I'm going to say 20-17. to And I'm going to say my BFF, I'm going to throw out a weird name because the Jets are going to be in run-heavy formation. I'm going to say John Jenkins is going to be my BFF. All right. Just some Big reason. boy. So, so, Dave, you get the final say because you were Notre Dame last week. Uh, give us a score and yep. the BFF. I thought, I thought Ralph for a second there was going to pick uh, Garrett Hartley as his BFF. <laughs> I thought about it, but no. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure Ralph just called him Notre Dame, by the way. Oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, it's appropriate for a football podcast. Yeah. 
Um, the Rams are hanging tough, man. Hanging oh, tough. Man, I, I need I need Sidney Rice to score like 20 fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, that's not, not happening. <laughs> he hasn't even gotten a touch. Uh, okay, it's time for me to grace you all with my superior knowledge of the future. Um, yeah, I'm going to say uh, for the score, I'm going to go with uh, 28 to 21. And uh, here's a shocker for BFF. I'm going to go with Marcus Colston. Surprise! He's back, bitches! <laughs> uh, just kidding. I was acting all injured and shit, but really, I'm um, still awesome. Uh, so, uh, yeah, for sure. You can throw uh, you can throw Vitz stat out the window. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, uh, I guess we can all we'll wish Andrew again good luck with his uh, lovely wife uh, about to give birth. Uh, and go to Canal Street Chronicles. Uh, they have fun during game day. Kevin occasionally writes a power poll whenever he feels like it when he's not nursing wrestling injuries and such and go to andrew who gives out grades and he is a tough fucking grader i can't you 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 deprive drew Brees of a of a, a plus because of a couple of uh head bobs when the ref got all <laughs> anal on him it's true it is true andrew is tough great so on that note uh for kevin for andrew and for dave uh I'm Ralph Marlboro, and Kevin will be washing his hands in three. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Or not? No, you can't wash your hands. You're you're like at out to dinner and shit. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Rest in peace, Lou Reed.